Okay, welcome back, everybody. Thank you. Uh, somebody asked just before lunch, how far, how far does kind of manifesting go? And, and how much kind of do you just sit back and realise that you've no free will and you're not doing anything? And the balance between the two. Is the person who asked me still here? No, no. Oh, yeah, perfect. Okay, <laughs> in case you were stuck out at lunch. Okay. <clears throat> okay. The, the ego has to mature at a certain point. The ego has to kind of mm, find a point of, of being happy with itself before it, it's dropped. Like, you can't drop a needy ego. You have to resolve the e neediness and, and, you know, and the ego kind of like, oh, actually, I'm all right. Actually, it's okay. And it stops looking for so much attention. <clears throat> so that's why self-love is so important. So the thing about, like, manifesting, that, that whole movement of manifesting and making your, your, you know, making what you want appear and all of that, about the secret and all that kind of material... That kind of fits in there a little bit. <clears throat> because sometimes the ego needs to know how powerful it is to, to find out, actually, what can I do? What, what me, me, myself, I, what can I pull off? And if it needs to do that, then, then do it. Then do your invocations and your whatever, hoodie would you magic or manifesting your destiny. Whatever you need to do, do it. And you'll get bored with it because there'll be a limit. It'll work sometimes and it won't work other times. And, you know. But you end up kind of, ah, that's the end of that game. So if you need to do that, if you need for the ego to, to, um, to see what it can manifest and to play with personal power, let yourself do it. Buy the books or check it out online and, you know, do your vision board or whatever the tricks are nowadays. Do it. And see what you can pull in. Why not? You know? And it's a good way to kind of like, actually, it's just satisfying my desires. And then I just have more desires and more desires. And it's kind of unending. Okay, I have enough. That's what I'm looking for. Where you organically have enough. You know, it's like a, it's too much effort. Actually, what I have is fine. I'm more interested on the inside. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> what I, I see like danger in being too happy with inside and just, you know... Being too happy with the inside? Yeah. Too happy? Yeah. How can you be too happy? Uh, what I mean, that, uh, that like, not being involved with the community, with the surroundings, just, you know, like, well, just what it is needed, but, you know, is it okay just to <laughs> have fun by yourself? Why would you be asking if it's okay? <clears throat> it is how it is, huh? There's no right and wrong. There's no reward and punishment anywhere, anywhere except in our imagination. There's no right and wrong at all. How it is it, how it is. Enjoy it all. And the more fun you can have, the better. Sure. sure. Okay, yes, let's go, Jeff. Yes, let's go. Okay. Yeah, I figure all roads lead to Rome, so... Yeah. It really Indeed. Matters, yeah. You know? <laughs> I feel like I could be up here for days if I... 
just depends on what comes up. Sure. You know? Mm. Everybody hear me okay? <laughs> so, um... I think one of the things that keeps that I want to talk about is that I've been, I'm not feeling this way so much now, but I'm still a little bit there. I'm kind of really pissed off that mm -hmm. uh, I, don't, I don't even know the most basic questions about existence. Okay. That's just not right. All right. <laughs> like, who are you? Where did you come from? Where are you going? Yeah. What, I mean, just the most basic thing you can possibly imagine. I don't know. Did you ever ask them? Yeah, well, I've been doing it my whole life. Oh, okay. Been asking those questions my whole life. Yes. It just keeps getting more obscure. Okay. Do I have free will or don't I have free will? Mm -hmm. Is there destiny? Is it all, or, it, you know, do I have choice? It, mm -hmm. Am I an individual? Mm -hmm. Even on, you know, or am I not? Mm -hmm. Or are both those true? Mm -hmm. It's just, a, it just, sometimes it gets, really makes me mad. <laughs> just makes me mad. I'm like, yeah. oh, everybody should know this. Stuff. This, uh, is, this should be, you know, uh, really basic questions. And I guess most people don't even ask them. Correct. You know, but I've been asking them a long time. Okay. And, you know, I, I kind of wonder, I've been wondering lately if anybody knows the answer to these things. Okay. Because it, they're, the answers are so ambiguous and ethereal. Well... Even you say, well, it depends on, it depends. Yes. <laughs> How you look at it. Yes. You know, if you're looking at it from here, yes. If you're looking at it here, no. Yes. There's just no yes or no. And would it be better if there was a yes or a no? Not for me, it would. Why? Well, because I like to, I'm always wanting to, to nail the reality down. <laughs> That's wonderful. I want to nail it. I want to figure it out. I want to Do like, you? oh, yeah. Like, I, I want to know what what the game is, or if there's a game, or what, I mean, I want to know what the rules are. Okay. You know, and... But but does some part of you have it figured out? No. No? Okay. No. I mean, it's, well, like what? Figured what out? <laughs> I mean, maybe like, I have. I don't find there's any mystery anywhere. There's no mystery anywhere. It's dead clear to me. Unless I'm completely delusional, but I don't think so. I don't find any mystery anywhere. Is it pinned down? I wouldn't see it as being pinned down, but there's kind of an understanding because the perspective is very wide, is very broad, kind of very inclusive of the whole thing. You know, it's like there's Santa Claus until you see that Santa Claus is somebody in a suit. And then there's no Santa Claus. It's, it's kind of like that. Okay. You know? There's free will when, when, when that belief is running, that there's free will, there's free will. When you see through it, well then, there never was free will. It's like, it's like there is free will and there's not free will. See, that's it's, what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking okay. about. <laughs> okay. Make up your mind. Exactly. All right, so it would be much more accurate to say there is free will when it's being believed, but ultimately there's no free will. There is an individual when it's being believed, but ultimately there is none. There actually is none of it. That's reality. But when, when things are believed, then it's running because it's powered by the belief. And that's why we say that the world actually isn't real. It's because it's powered by a belief. 
Okay, so that leads me to my next question. What, what how, how did, uh, let's this one too. I was gonna say, how did the, how did separation occur? That's all, that's been a big mystery that's been tried to explain in every culture, you know, the fall and, you know, whatever else. And, and you know, I was thinking about it earlier. I think I've had this um, deep-seated guilt my whole life, but I don't know why. Aha. I have no idea why. I'm not that bad of a guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Pulled a few wings off flies, but I mean, you know, I'm, I'm really not yeah. that bad a guy. <laughs> and and I, the thought maybe uh, maybe the fact that I went into a separate state is what I'm feeling guilty about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I pulled away from the, this one thing. But I don't have a real good understanding about what all that is and why it is. And, and you know, I mean, when we look at all the shit going on in the world, I mean, if you think that there's some guy behind all that, you'd think, well, he's a real bastard. Yeah. You oh, know? there's nobody behind it. Not yeah. Time. So Human minds are behind it. And that's, yeah. But there's nothing ultimately behind there's no master plan, no. 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 Well, if there's no master plan, then how can you, how do you know, how, how can you sit there and say there's destiny? Because if you believe there's an individual, there's destiny, right? And then even when the belief of the individual goes, the body-mind, as long as that's still running, that has a destiny. So things, things are connected to things because they're inter- interdependent for their own existence. And then... And then, you know, existence itself is part of the, the building blocks of, of the BS, of, of the lie, of the illusion, of, of this manifestation, which kind of is if you believe it, and it is not if you see that you need to believe it in order for it to be real. You see? This so This is pretty powerful. Pardon? So you're saying that... That it's our agreement that creates reality. Yeah, 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 and and it's it's almost like life force itself is creating the agreement, the ability to agree, and falling us into the agreement, and 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 then and then it all appears because we we kind of believe ourselves to be real. Do you know? Um. The, see. It really looks like there's a huge mystery that at a certain point there's separation and me and you and duality. And then, and then, okay, that gives rise to there's things to work out. There's me figuring out something, me looking for an answer. And then when you go into that zone where there isn't separation, you can't bring the dualistic mind looking for an answer in there. You're, you're in there. There is no dualistic rules to try and figure out something. It's gone. It, it doesn't exist there. So if you're bringing the mind thinking, I want to figure out what, what, you know, what's the source of it. It's like, well, you can't bring that question to the source of it. You can't bring it to the source of it. Like, it's like. I get it. Okay, great. Great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see? So, and, and that actually... The guy actually, that's asking the question can't go there. Exactly, exactly. The guy that's asking the question can't go there. He's a product of his own creation, you know? Mm-hmm. You see? And, and, and that actually makes sense. It may, some part of you, that makes sense to some part of you. But the guy who is hanging on to the question and chewing the question, he's not going to like it. Of course he's not going to like it because he doesn't want to, there to be a place he can't go. So it's a good idea to tell him there's a place you can't go. 
that's a tool at, at, at the end of your arm. That's just a tool, you know? It's only a tool. Pick it up and put it down. That's for figuring things out down there. That's for fixing things <laughs> and working out how the world works. Yeah. You see? But it kind of feeds back and it says, whoa, I'm in charge, I'm in charge. And it's like, no, you're not. You're just a tool. You're the mind picked up and set down, you know? <clears throat> so guilt. Guilt is a learned thing, you know? And if you step back prior to that dualistic perception where there's just, ah, you know, nothing or space or one thing, you know, unity, whether it's space, emptiness, void, nothing, one thing. If you go back into that unity zone, there's no guilt there. So it's only learned. It's learned, you know. There's, We've, probably, no, there's probably no emotion at all there, is there? No. There, mm, while there is unity, there's love. There is love, actually, through the unity bit. But uh, as consciousness gets emptiness, it gets empty prior to the non-dual state, even love is dissipated. Even love requires a concept of some, some level to form. But love is the only one that stretches right back to prior to, the, prior to non-dual. So guilt is way down in the dualistic mind of right and wrong. It's way down there. So if you're feeling guilt, it's a very useful thing. To like, okay, duality is playing, right and wrong is playing, playing. Some kind of rules are playing here. Let's step out of this and go to where there's no guilt. That's the direct approach. <clears throat> yes. And this was touched upon earlier, and I was so glad because Nathan and I talked about this the other day. Uh, you know, I remember Wayne Dyer once said, you know, I can deal with this shit. I can deal with this shit. Who wants to deal with this shit? Just leave it there. Walk around it. There's no need to pick it up and examine it and pull all the corn out of it and all this crap. Just leave it alone, man. I'm like, yeah, I, that's me. I don't care about doing any of that. I want the direct approach. My, my idea is like, okay, let's just realize what's already true. Yes. And so it just burns away everything that's not. Yes. And rather than going in and spending eight, I'm not yes. trying to be critical of anybody's yeah. thing, but I don't want to spend eight years in therapy Absolutely. trying to figure out something that's not even real. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But if, if it's the only door that's open to you, you'll go through it with gratitude. Yeah. But if there's another door open to you and you're hearing about the direct path, bloody hell, do the direct path. Absolutely. <laughs> Everything that, else is wasted. Wasn't that Romana's uh, Marishi's yeah. way? Yeah. And I heard today that that was your teacher. Is that correct? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. There was two of them, but he was, yeah, he was the final one. Yeah, he was the biggie. And his whole deal was, who am I? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just, just asking that, yeah. which I do. I mean, yeah. Who's the guy feeling guilty? Yeah, and I ask myself that a lot when I am angry. Who Who is the guy feeling? I got angry. At, my wife can make me. She's one of the only people I know that can make me. It's so funny. I didn't even get home yesterday and I got pissed off. It. it was amazing. I was mad on the phone. Yeah. And, I, and it's like it just comes out of nowhere. Uh. I mean, I'm feeling all this. You, you, this, I'm feeling good. And all of a sudden, she'll. I told you it was over on the other side of the street. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say that. You said this. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. Well, so what are you doing? But. But but then I'll I'll uh, I'll just say you know who is it that's feeling angry? Yes. It's not God. God isn't pissed off, so it must be my ego. Yes. So it's showing me something about myself that I have a feeling that you know I need to defend myself or I need to be right or yeah. 
That's one thing I've learned about marriage. It's, it's a, lot, a lot better to be wrong and happy than right and miserable. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. Okay. You know, it, it's kind of inevitable, really, isn't it, sometimes to pick things apart because... You know, you want the direct approach and then we talk about anger and anger in the car and why am I angry and what's making me angry and, and you're in there picking it apart. So sometimes it's inevitable. Not so much. Well, I, I'm not so much picking it as a part. It's just realizing that's not who I am. Yes. Okay. And going to who I am. All right. Okay, good. You know, I'm like, All right. that's not me. And then I'll just be still in my mind. Okay. I'll say, be quiet, be still. And does it work? I think that's probably has worked. Okay. Yeah. I've um in the last few months I've like we talked about, you know, I felt a little bit more just stillness and Yes. It's a little bit upsetting cuz today, I mean, I just had these weird feelings I have them right now that I'm I'm like watching my body and Yes. and it's like I'm I don't even know who I am. Yes. You know? Yes. Of course I haven't really known in a long time who I am. Yes. It, it's just so hard to define or label. But there's know. the Jeff character. Yeah. And you know you're not the Jeff character, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Then he's fine. The Jeff character gets angry and has that whole bit of drama going on. But sure, you're not that. Right. Right. But Jeff's got this idea about what it's like to be a spiritual person. Then that's Jeff's problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Throw that out. Because part of Jeff's idea is he's not supposed to get angry. Because if I was if I was in a state of equanimity, I, my idea is that uh, I want to be in the world in such a way is that I'm I'm always in a peaceful state, and no matter what is happening on the outside world, nothing can shake that equanimity. That's my idea of being a master. Okay, that's Jeff's idea. That's Jeff's interpretation of how it works. Right. All right, here's how it really works. Okay. All right. <laughs> the, the who am I question, where that leads you to, that's always in an equanimous situation. Okay. That fella's always doing just fine. Right. The Jeff character can be as mad as hell. But if there is a, an awareness of the equanimous guy behind it, then, then there's absolutely equanimity everywhere. Because there's no attention on, on the, the hissy fit that the Jeff character is doing. So it, it doesn't stand up. It's like, blah, he blows his top and it's gone. Because there's no investment in it. You see? My wife must be enlightened because that's what she's been doing her whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Look a bit deeper. <laughs> So, so the equanimity is in what you are. And if your attention is there, yes, of course, it's all same, same out there. If there's a human response to something, sure, so what? It, it just comes and goes. It's not right or wrong. It's not seen in that kind of, it should be like this, it should be like, it's nothing, it's nothing. It's just a puff of smoke blowing up. It's moving the furniture around. It's nothing. Human expression. It's a big, big deal. No big deal. But what's essential is same, same all the time. So, so it depends on how you look at it, you see. If all of your attention is in the Jeff character, then of course there's no equanimity. But if your attention is in that what you really are, it's all same, same. It's just manifestation, pre presenting different scenarios, but it's the same in essence, just presenting different scenarios. 
just doing diversity because it can. But there's no substance to the diversity. It only looks different. It only looks like a different expression to how it was 10 minutes ago. Do you see? The equanimity is at the deeper level. You know? And then we, we created these holy beings. Like, remember Maharshi was, was really rude to some people. He ignored others. He had no time for people with, with learning disabilities at all. He was just, like, dismissive. You know, like... And we didn't document this because we have this religious idea of sainthood, you know? We just see what we want to see in order to set up a goal, you know? And that's religions, icons, you know? That's, that's where that came from. You can throw that one aside. Thank heaven that they documented that Jesus lost his temper in the temple. Whew, at least there's some place where, you know, he lost his cool, great. I bet you there was still an awareness of the equanimity behind that, though. Or if not, I'd question his, his level of consciousness. So, I, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be true, or is it not true, that you know, the more you were in touch with that, the less you would have yeah. fits of anger and things That's like right. that? So they, good question, they reduce as a consequence... Not because you're after them, not because you're trying to fix them, not because you have an idea that it shouldn't be there. Okay. But they lose their steam because your attention is, is in what's real, is in gone through the door of who am I. Okay. And so it's just like puff of smoke and it's gone. It's got no fuel. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to repress it. No. Yeah. I wouldn't repress anything. I wouldn't repress anything at all. Yeah. You know? If you want to look at anger, the only place to look at is, ultimately, it's an unsatisfied desire. If you have a tendency towards anger, there's an unsatisfied desire in there somewhere. And if you can see what that is, it usually takes the charge out of it. Other than that, I wouldn't analyze it any more than that. Yeah, I'm not, I don't get angry too much. It's yeah. just that... Yeah. It, and it surprises me when I do. Yeah. It's just like, boom, it comes up, it's in my face, and I'm like, wow, where did that go? Yeah, it's like, okay, there's a bit of heat discharging. That's all it is. Yeah. It's a bit of heat, you know, just off it goes, puff, gone. But if, it would be really good, like, if you're able to see, whoa, where did that come from? There's something already still behind it. You're not completely caught in, in being angry. Do you know? Stay there so that your, your awareness is behind. The anger comes, the anger goes, and your awareness has not left. Nice one, nice one. Then you know, aha, this is, is there equanimity all the time or am I going to judge the Jeff character for being angry? Then you know, okay, what's left here? What's left here? Stay behind all of it and let, let the Jeff character be used by life. That's the direct approach. There's nothing to fix, you see. At a certain point, there is, because all you can see is the ego and and you just want to be a better person. But actually, once you know you're all right, hey, direct approach. Of course, something will still want to be nice, you know. You just want to be nice because it makes life easier. But it won't invest too much in it. It's just a tendency, you know. When we were were talking earlier, you know... uh, I studied like the tone scale at one point, you know, where your exhilaration's at the top and dropping all the way down into what apathy. And and sometimes when when people are talking like this, 
it, it almost feels like apathy. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. It feels kind of like, you know, I, I have, I have no responsibility. I have no. I'm just going, you know, with the flow, and I don't really. <clears throat> I, you know, I have no control over what happens to me or anything. I'm just accepting. I'm just in the boat going down the river, and you know, I feel that feels like apathy to me. All right, can you see what's happened there now to create apathy? Is that the personal eye, the ego, the Jeff character, has taken the spiritual concepts into his world? Now they're spiritual concepts. I have no responsibility. Yes, you do. As long as you're there, of course you are responsible. Of course you are. Of course you are. Who are we talking about now? Yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> How many of you are there? <laughs> okay. So, so the, when the Jeff character takes spiritual concepts and pulls them into his dualistic world, it's a crowd of spiritual BS. You know, I have no control. It's like, no, no, the eye has loads of, you know, has free will and responsibility and duties and of course the I has but you're not that I you see so who's the one who owns it the ego is the one who's now trying to own the landscape from the who am I zone you, you can't bring those the, the laws that are valid there that you are all of it and that this is just happening and you've no free will you can't bring those laws into Jeff's world they, they don't work it doesn't work like that Oh, really? No, it doesn't work. Because then Jeff is just going to adopt some spiritual beliefs and imagine that that can make him happy. That's just making the ego getting fatter. He's just taken on another religion, really. This time it's a non-dual religion. That's religion. You see? So, so it's not that Jeff's character is, is off the hook once the truth is seen. He, he, the laws pertaining to him are still valid. He still has to pay his taxes. He still can go to jail if he, you know, doesn't pay his parking fines or whatever the way it works here. Mm -hmm. you, you know, yeah, sure. The laws of cause and effect completely apply to that character. Mm. Sure. Oh. <laughs> of course they do, you know. Well, they but, sure as hell do. Yeah, but, but it's kind of no biggie, you know, because you're not invested in them. There's nothing, it, it's looser. You kind of know it's a dream. You know, of course you play the game and you honor the rules pretty much, you know, but not out of fear or not in order to get something. It's not driven by anything. It's just that it's life. And it kind of turns into something that's so enjoyed. What is, the, what is the Jeff character's responsibility in, in bringing about that detachment and separation or awakening? What is my responsibility in all this as a Jeff character? Uh, you see... The, the the Jeff character is a consequence of of what you really are believing him into reality. Mm -hmm. So the Jeff character reorganizes himself if if there's no longer a belief that you are him, if there's no longer identification with him. So if 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 you're if you've pulled back, your attention is pulled back and you're gone through the who am I trapdoor, the Jeff character kind of lines up. And instead of him fixing things and manipulating things, living happens through him. He's like, he's like, he's the opportunity to play in this place. 
is the opportunity to experience in this place. Do you know? It's like being awake in a dream at night. You know, it's like lucid dreaming. You see? <laughs> you, you know he's not real, but yet, but yet, so it's like, okay, he ends up in jail for 10 years because he's, you know, blamed for murdering somebody and it really does just, that's it. That's no way of proving your innocence, but you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, like, so what? It's like, okay, Jeff character's in jail. It's like, fine, if that's where he is, that's where he is. Do you know? And the emotions come up and they pass through, but it's kind of not life and death. You know, it's like, okay, this is what life's happening. It's what's happening to the Jeff character. And it's not, it's not like that there's a disassociation from it. It's like, it's just the character. It's just the puppet at the end of what you are. You see? There's economy now. Yeah, as long as, you can, as long as you can experience that. But when you're completely asleep in the character, it sucks. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you got to, you got to. And that's what I'm asking is, I mean, that seems to be what happens is that people go through all of this stuff to get to the point where they can do that. Okay. Meditation, you know, satsang, all this stuff that we do. Okay. Just to wake up to who we are. Okay, but just do the direct path. Yeah. That's all. Just do the direct path. Who am I? Yeah, and Jeff can't do that. It's about turning off the Jeff character. The mechanism inside the Jeff brain turning off me, my world. That's all he can do is, is assist in his own turn off. And he's going to try and turn it back on again because mm-hmm. he'll be like, oh, I got to do this and I should do this. Oh, yeah. He's going to, all he can do is turn himself on. But there's a, you can call it grace, you can call it what you like, or you as pure consciousness can turn it off. And he's going to keep trying turning itself on. That's, that's the game. But you keep turning it off. Keep going through the who am I door, trap door. As soon as Jeff is appearing, and, whoa, there's me again and me obsessed with me. And it's like, stop, nip it now. No analysis, gone. Who am I? Jeff character can't get rid of himself. He can only start himself up. Again for me. The Jeff character can't get rid of himself. Can't do it. He can't get rid of himself. How can he get rid of himself? Because when well, he's playing, yeah. he, he's on. So if he's trying to get rid of himself, well, he's just chasing his own tail. Feels like it sometimes. Uh-huh. I'm just sitting there rolling around in my head. Yeah. Just... Yeah. You know the direct path. You know the direct path. That's the mechanism for turning off the Jeff character. But it's... Your shift in consciousness, you as pure consciousness, leaves the Jeff character. It just pulls back from the Jeff character. doesn't reject him, but just pulls back. It stops the investment, the stickiness to the Jeff character and gives a wider view. Okay. That's the direct path. Stay there. I gotcha. Stay as pure consciousness. That's what you are. And no judgment. None at all. Not the character. And of course not. How could there be judgment? You have to be back in there for the, to judge the character. Pure consciousness doesn't judge the character. Yeah. Doesn't. Doesn't run guilt. Doesn't run any of that stuff. Yeah. Do you see? It's very simple. It's really simple. But the Jeff character is going to make it complex. So when it feels complex, you're just chasing your tail again. Dead simple. Who am I? So when I die, 
do I do I continue on as a as an individual? If if identification with the Jeff character is broken for good, you're broken with beyond repair, Humpty Dumpty and all that. Okay, nope, that's the end. That's the end because there's no other, no longer a clump of energy that's sticky that needs to keep going. It's like it's drained of its life force. So if there's nothing cohesive there now, it's gone. It's broken up. It's already broken up. So, forgive me. <laughs> so what is all this about, uh, you know, Jesus out there helping people right now and yeah. Buddha helping? What's all that? Yeah. Isn't it weird? Yeah. It's yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't want yeah. to make that. Yeah. The only way I can understand that is that the, the level of consciousness, it's like the frequency that made the frequency that of consciousness, right? The yeah, okay, that's, I'm trying to find more practical language, but I can't at the moment. The frequency of the layer of consciousness that we associate with the chap called Jesus Christ, it's like his story made it accessible to us, right? And now we access it and we have to put Jesus' face on it. Do you know? So when you feel that, like, if you tune into Jesus and you feel that presence, I mean, because a lot of people do, okay. It's like they tune into a frequency and we, we just have to label it Jesus, you know? But it's just a frequency that, that our mind has accepted because we understood it through story, because we love story. Like the Christ frequency. Yes. Yeah. They're just frequencies, you know, that we kind of tune our bandwidth into. We just tune ourselves into it because we have a story in order to be able to recognize it. Mm-hmm. Fear is another frequency that we tune into. And it's like, analyze the friggin' thing and you'll see it's nothing. You know, and you won't have a compulsion to direct to direct dial into it anymore. You know, mm-hmm. can we turn on the light? I can hardly see. Mm-hmm. That'd be all right. Thanks very much. Everything is fading a bit. Thank you. Oh, it's black. Woo, black better. <laughs> Let there be light. Yeah, full on. Yeah. Great. Thank you. What else? I think I've taken up enough time. Thank you. It's all that right. Was, whatever, whatever you need to know. This that is the chance. Yeah. yeah. Let guilt be your, your... I'm too far out. I'm too far in the movie. Yeah. It's, um, guilt is not for fixing. Guilt is a pointer. Can I add one thing to his question of clarification? Yes. So where you are in your realization, is this your last life? You know, according to the scriptures and all that, yeah, that this is the last life, that there would be nothing left to come back. But frankly, I don't care. I don't care. If, the, if, 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 if consciousness uses this, this awareness in the jack mind, in this frequency, if it's needed again, sure, why not? Why not? But that's what you were meaning when you spoke saying that when there is the level of being self-realized, yeah. you no longer incarnate. Yeah, that's how it goes. Okay. That's, that's, that's how it goes. There's nothing to... But is it an absolute? You know what? I've stopped saying never. Okay. Or that it's impossible. I, I've given up that. I've been wrong every time. So Thank you. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Yes. No, Come. Who else? Oh, yeah, you've got yourself to speak to. No, no, you come, please. Just while you're sitting up, I want to get a show of hands. Connie and yourself. Okay, we'll do that and we'll see how you we got go. got your tears now, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
I guess the idea of the true self, you know, that's still baffling. Bring the mic a little bit. The idea of the true self is still baffling. Yeah. Because you know? mm. I remember, I can't get this memory out, when I was like five, you know, my dad used to drink a lot. And then I felt like I was just, uh, you know, just until I was five, formative years. You know? Yes. And he threw a ketchup bottle at the this bus and this he'd, he'd catch a bottle he threw a ketchup he'd, bottle at the covers and this all busted right and i think i figured out then that it was a wasn't a friendly universe and i yes. felt like i could feel his pain and stuff yes but he wasn't abusive but this world war ii guy okay. i guess yeah you changed that, your perception of the world yeah and then i just closed off my heart ah. but then it seemed like everything i've been doing it's trying to find my true self. Yes. Yeah. And before it was all like masculine stuff, you know, like the infantry uh -huh. and stuff like this. And now it's my feminine side starting to get integrated. You know? Yes. To become whole. Yes. And I don't know who I am right now. Plus, it's a lot of shifting going on for me right now because resolve some issues, a lot of issues. Yes. You know, that unknown thing, your true self, you know, do you find it? You talk about self-realization. And yes. I thought most of my life was about fulfilling something from a past life, you know. Okay. You know, I thought I was a warrior in most of my previous lives. Okay. Because you know? I get involved in stuff and I thought, why am I doing this again? You know? Okay. And then, uh, you know, it's just great until I finally had those heart attacks and I said, i got to slow down. And, All right. And finally, you know. I don't get angry at all anymore, I just drift through, but things, now it's starting to get magical, but I'm at that point where I'm recalibrating right now. You sure are. And then it's it's going to come now, but I didn't think it'd take this long. It doesn't matter. It takes as long uh, as it takes. It doesn't matter, really. It's only a drop in the ocean in terms of time. Uh, I, I sure deny myself a lot of stuff along the way. We do. We, we, we do. We really play in duality. We really... We dive into suffering. It takes us a long time to realize that it's going nowhere. So you figure we got to have that suffering to realize self-realization? We don't have to, but it's the path that most of us go. So you can truly understand understand the feelings and the It gives you that wisdom. It gives you that wisdom, but some don't have to do it. Yeah. Because I remember... Yeah, I live in South Dakota. I go out, sometimes I go out in my underwear at night when it was like 30 below and just start screaming. I said, I've had enough of this yes. bullshit, you know? Yes, And just, you know, start cussing and stuff, you know? Yes, yes. Because yes. I thought I was cussing somebody. It was myself I was cussing. Yes, people. it's yourself. So, but I don't want to suffer anymore, you know? Good And this you. I'm just figuring. But I got to figure out. There's still fears there, you know, like love is fear, and a lot of fears there, yeah. Can you trust love? I know the five-year-old probably decided love can't be trusted, but can you trust love now? I don't think I know what it is. I don't think I trust. I can't trust myself with it, because I'm afraid I'll, I'll be too vulnerable, you know. And what's, what's wrong with vulnerability? Well... I didn't want to get hurt, you know, and that, the stuff I was in, you had to be tough to, you know. Sure, but what's in your life now that can hurt you? 
You're not in the military anymore. Yeah. You're not a warrior anymore. Yeah. What can hurt you now? I don't know. I, I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. There is a huge strength in vulnerability. Huge. But I'm afraid I could hurt somebody else. If I'm in love. I don't want to be hurt and I don't want to hurt somebody else. Okay. But maybe other people can just take care of themselves. Yeah, I was into, it's time uh, for you to mind you. Yeah, yeah, I was into control all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, because you're trying to protect the kid within you. You know, the kid who wasn't protected, and so it's natural that you want to protect others because yeah. there wasn't enough protection for him. That's natural, but that's where it comes from. And like, how do you get rid of that compassion you have for other people? I think I have more compassion for other people than, than you have for yourself. Yep. We send it out. You protect others instead of protecting yourself. Compassion for others instead of compassion for yourself. You know, be really selfish. Let yourself be really selfish. You owe it to yourself. Yeah. To let your loving be about you, to let your day be about you. You know? Yeah. Let your compassion be for you. Create a safe space for yourself so the vulnerability can come up and feel it totally. And at the bottom of it, you'll find incredible strength. I mean, I, I was at two conferences and both of them said only 5 to 7% of the people actually have self-love. I don't know, does that seem true? Yeah, not? because that's when the ego is healed and it's ready to drop. Yeah. Yeah, of course. All the stories... Aren't we right now going through an acceleration of yeah. collective consciousness? We are, yeah, for sure. So we have to deal with mm. the stuff. That, we have to deal with this stuff yeah. that, that we're fearful of. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if the direct path makes sense to you, lucky you. But if you got to, you know, reorganize and recalibrate then if that's what's in front of you, that's what you got to do. You know yourself. What's the authentic next step? There's no right or wrong. It's, it's about you following with integrity your next step. You know? Mm -hmm. And because mass consciousness is going through a big gear shift, there are some who can just go direct path. And there's some of us who have to muck around and, 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 and heal ourselves yeah. and arrive at the experience of self-love. You know? And it's okay. It's okay. There's no right and wrong in this. But like you said, our path is unfolding according to what it should unfold, right? Completely. Completely, 100%. It's beautiful to hear that you're, you know, able to name the feminine side and that you know that that's what needs to be em em embellished and enriched and focused on. That's, that's, that's really beautiful. Not yeah. a lot of men have that courage. Well, it's hard, though, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard, yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Of all the cultures, and I've sat in satsang in a lot of different countries, it's most difficult here. Oh, yeah, yeah? It's most difficult here. There's such a pressure under American men to be real men. It's so strong here. So it's like you're, you're doing it for more than yourself, you know? You know, there's a whole... You're going against the cultural norm to keep men men and denying their feminine. And then some women are integrated in their male side, aren't they? Yes, sure, sure, yeah. sure. But just so you know, like culturally, it's, it's tougher here what you're doing. So give yourself a tap on the back, you know? 
You do have incredible courage to be able to do what you're doing. I don't know if I have courage. You I have. have no choice. You know. Yes, you have no choice, but you must have courage or else you'd be dying under it. Or else the heart attack, you would have said, hey, I'm out of here. And you didn't. You said, hold on, i gotta, I got to make something happen here. i got to make change happen. You did the opposite, you know? So something is up for it. You're up for it. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be a lot of astrology stuff, too. I went through the 30 years Saturn thing. Oh, I just come on that damn thing. <laughs> a second one, you know. But That's really rough. Yeah. So everything's going to be good from now. It's just, I got to yeah. figure out where I'm going. Yeah, you got to embrace that. That female, the vulnerable, the loving side, the softness. Spend it was a lot time with easier when a person was in your 20s and 30s. The quest, I, I enjoyed the quest, you know. Now it's you know, just... But it's beautiful. It's about love now. Yeah. It's beautiful. We mellow when we get older. Resistance is much stronger when you're in your 20s and 30s. Yeah. You've got mellowing on your side. Like you said that, I guess you probably already told that, but the true self. Oh, yeah. Say that one more time. What is it? Okay. What might be confusing in the language is that, I suppose, the spiritual language, the true self, the, the capital S self. Yeah. That's the, one that's, that's the one that's outside of here, that when we step back from the character and step back from presence, that's the true self. That's the absolute. That's really the true self. But what you're doing at the moment is having a complete small s self. The ego must come to completion. You're not going to get away without it. You, you have to pull him together. Do you know? By integrating the male and female. So what you're doing is you're making the ego whole and complete so that it can finish its journey. So for you to rest in the real self You've, you've got to do some of this first. You've got to take care of your own house. Do you have to go and be a solitary figure, though? No, not at all. Not at all. It's an inside job. It doesn't matter what you do on the outside. It's an inside job. Mm -hmm. About letting your heart open and letting tears come and whatever emotion comes. It's like you would deluge to cry, you know? Just a lot of grief needs to come out, you know? Yeah. And I've cried, but then it's... Whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so there's this. The, there's the ego self, like myself. Yeah. You know, yourself, myself. That's the ego self. But then there's your true self, which has nothing at all to do with the character. Mm -hmm. That's ultimately what you're after. But you got to tidy up this little one first. He needs a bit of TLC. And you're kind of having the battle between. Your ego and your soul's calling? Would that be true to her? Not really. Or you don't really have no, a soul there's no calling. battle. No, there's no soul's calling. It's just an ego story. No. no. If this is the step that's in front of you, take this step. Just just take the step in front. Yeah. That's all. Just one step at a time. That's all. That's the most thorough way to do this. And it's no problem if I have fears when I'm taking a step. You bet. Just call in more courage. Okay, I need some courage here. And I'm calling it to my heart. So. Yes, you're calling it into you, yes, to the finer aspects of you. And we have, like, we have a God self in us, isn't that the whole... You could say that. That will help you right now, yes. And once if we get all these blockages and stuff, yeah, we'll be heaven on earth, 
Yes, because you realize who you are, because you can let go of the character. And in the within object, the without. Yes, but don't worry about that. That happens automatically. If you make that an agenda, then you just, the ego will grab that and off we go again. Hmm. Yeah, thanks. Sure. Pull the mic right up to yourself. Okay. It's easier. Thank you. This is surreal. Surreal? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I feel like consciousness has been trying to break through um, for about seven years now. Mm. And my character is putting up a fight. Uh-huh. And I need help with surrender, and I felt like coming here would help. Um, maybe if I just tell you a little bit of what's happened. Um, so I was in a yoga class when my yoga teacher said, you are not your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? <laughs> it's not my thoughts. What are you talking about? (laughs) And it was like I was on fire Mm. to find out, well, what am I then? Uh Oh, this is so exciting. This is so great. I'm not my thoughts. Because it was hell. It was prison. I didn't want to be in that prison. And I saw a way out. And then one night I was just sitting. So after the teacher said I wasn't my thoughts, I was obsessed with trying to figure out what I was. And I was just sitting with this, what am I, 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 what am I? And this, this idea of what am I had started when I was a little girl because I'm a, what's called a triracial isolate, a, a lumpy Indian that's not federally recognized by the government. So growing up as a child, everybody was always asking me, what are you? What are you? Oh, okay. And I was always battling with, well, what am I? What am I? And, you know, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I did. I, did. I, I got an early start with the who I am, my question. And um, so when the, the teacher said, you're not your thoughts, the who I am, who am I went from the level of race and the physical body to the mind. Yes. And I was sitting with this thought of who am I? And it was like this. (gasps) 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 And I just started laughing because it was like, I realized that I was what I was looking for. Yes. That it was the sensation of, having glasses on top of your head. Yes. And you'd been looking all this time for your glasses. Uh-huh. And they were up here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so then I was yet again in a yoga class. And I was doing this one pose and the teacher said, well, if you sit like this, it's a pose where you sit on your heel in Ashtanga. And the teacher said, this will wake up your kundalini. And I said, what the heck is a kundalini? Mm-hmm. 
And um, so then it happened. Ah. This energy just rushed through my feet. I was doing this pose at home and energy came all through my feet and I just laid there feeling like an electric plug. Yes, yes, yes. And it was amazing. And after that, the next morning I went, my husband was cooking this piece of pork roast and I looked and I thought, oh my God, I am exactly that pork roast. Okay. I am the exact same yes. as that animal. The exact yes. same. Yes. No difference. Yes. <laughs> and I never eat another piece of meat again. Okay. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> Yeah, it's the same with the carrot, yeah. I didn't think about it at that level then. That's okay, that's okay, step by step. <laughs> I wasn't seeing on the chair, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then, this, you know, feelings of, when I fantasize in my mind about what awakening is, it was the, the blissful kundalini part. Uh-huh. It was... I was all of a sudden creative. I was making these beautiful necklaces uh-huh. and drawing pictures and uh-huh. crying. And I love the world. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and another really strange sensation of feeling like a wind-up toy. Okay. Mm. Like. <coughs> yeah, yeah. <coughs> yeah, yeah. And then one day, just this feeling of like this black bubble started in my stomach and this fear overcame me and it was all these um, ideas of what have you done you know what is this kundalini you don't know what it is and you know you don't deserve this you know you don't deserve to be this happy and all this stuff yes. and I believed it yes. oh I did and um, I think I just I'm not sure how I kind of got myself out of that. I went back to traditional therapy, and um, that kind of gave me a breathing room from it. Yeah. And um, then I started meditating. I thought, this traditional therapy stuff is not going to work. I, I need to just sit. And the the meditation at first was horrible. You know, it was like... Um, I felt like an animal that wanted to chew its arm out to get out of the cage. Yes. Like, I, w- I would rather chew my arm off than yes. sit here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I sat because I just knew. I was like, you have to do this. You have to sit. And it got easier, and it got easier, and it got easier. Um, and it one of my yoga students came to my class and said um, she was talking about Muji and, and Ajo Shanti. And so that's when the whole non-dual world opened up. Uh-huh. And I was watching the videos and I was just like, these are my people. You know? Yes, yes, That's yes. what I felt like. I was like, this is, these, yes, this is it. This is it. This is what I've been, this is it. This is yes. what I know is true. Yes. So I've just been watching sat songs on YouTube for years. Yes. yes. And um, I think someone mentioned before it's like a tuning fork. Mm. You know, when I sit there and I listen, I I just feel this spaciousness and lightness, mm. and um, and I thought, you know, 
I need to stop just watching these on YouTube and come and actually experience it. And I saw you on, you know, your boot at the gas pump, and I watched every video I, I possibly could of your talks, and um, I thought, well, I've exhausted the well of YouTube. I've read your book. Um, and I go through long periods of time, and they seem to be getting longer, where there's not a lot of suffering. My mind is quiet. Um, but something inevitably will happen, which will kick up the story again and will cause suffering again. Um, so it almost feels like to me that it's an energetic, the, the sense of separation is an energy held in the body. Okay. Um, because not too long ago, I was meditating, and again, that laughing thing happened when I realized that this body's completely empty. Yes. Completely, there's nothing here. Yes. And I, I it was so strong that I thought, how did I ever believe there was something uh -huh. here? Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. And it felt so free. And then I realized that that's when I realized that, oh, this separation, is in, it's been in my body. And when it kicks up again, it's, it's deep in the body is, is what kicks it up again. And um, I'd been sitting with a meditation teacher who is, I think, more of like a traditional Buddhist. And she's a very sweet, loving, compassionate person. She's given up her whole life to serve other people. And I tried to tell her about this sense of there's nothing here. And she said, well, if there's nothing there, then there's nothing here and there's no one anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't having that. <laughs> and that's when the suffering kicked in again. Uh, because I thought, she's supposed to know better than me. Okay. If she... What, if she doesn't believe this, some, I'm, something must be wrong here okay. with my thinking because why doesn't she understand this? Isn't she enlightened? Doesn't she know what's going on? Why doesn't she get it? Yeah. And so I started believing again in stories that I tell myself that are based on my conditioning as being raised by a fundamentalist Christian mother of sin. And, you know, if you don't believe in Jesus, you're going to go to hell and all those things started kicking in again mm. and causing the pain and the belief in the story again. Mm. That somehow, if I believe that there's nothing here, I'm forfeiting my soul. Mm. I think that's it. And is that still running? The residue of that fundamental Christian stuff? Is that recent enough that it's still a bit alive? I think I've really seen through that Good. because I think in what's really helped, what helped me see through it was because my mother suffered greatly. Sure. I mean, riddled with depression. So it was very obvious to me at an early age that this belief is not working for her. Yes. And I, and I tried to make it work for me. I did. Sure. I was even at a Christian camp when I was a little girl testifying that I love Jesus. In front sure. Of everybody, you know. Sure. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, when you get a, a seeing, you know, when something opens yeah. and, and you see that, oh my God, there's nothing here or I, I, I'm looking from what I'm looking for, you get, you've gotten those Eurekas, why don't you believe them? Why don't you, no, why don't you believe them? Bad choice of words. How come they get translated into a belief that can be negated by some other person's belief? I don't know. Somehow I will start suffering again. And I mean, it must be the, the thoughts that create the suffering. I don't know if it's the thoughts that create the suffering or it's simply just energy in the body that is producing the suffering that won't stop. But even though I've had all these realizations that have generated all this spaciousness and freedom, the suffering kicks back in. It just turns back on. It's just like, you know that Terminator movie where he's trying to kill that robot and it just keeps coming back up and keep coming. It's like that. Okay. You know, it will not die. And just when I think it's gone, mm, it comes back up again. Yes, yes. And at that time, what happens, the realizations that you've had? They just get masked by my character. Ah. I, I go right back into the story and believing and believing the story intensely. And do you not believe the, the realizations? What happens? I believe those too. <laughs> ah, okay. But there's more of a reality feel to the dualistic world? Yes. Ah, yes. okay. Okay. Like, it's, it's particularly hard when I, I look at all you, I see people. <laughs> I don't see... A, a movie. It's so hard to look at your beautiful faces and not see, you know, you and not see individuals. And it's, it's you know, hard not to see my husband as my husband and my children as my children. Okay, but is that 100% of your vision? Or is there some part of you that sees that these people are what you are? Yes, I, I, I definitely feel that these, that this is on me. Okay. That I am this, we're the exact same. Okay. Which perception has more authenticity? I think it's, um, I don't know, it's a, it's a mixture of both because when I'm, when I'm not, when I feel free and when I feel spaciousness, that reality with the capital R feels more real, but then I'll start my day or I'll be, you know, having a conversation with someone again and the, the dualistic world takes over. I feel very trapped in between both of these realities. And it's hard because when you talk to people, they reinforce the reality, the, the, the thinking of the dualistic world. They, they reinforce that by their beliefs. So it's like a sh the shared energy. My brain hasn't been fried. 
Do you know yes, what I mean? Like I that part of my I brain do. hasn't died. Yes. So it just keeps rebuilding itself. Yes. So that's why I keep saying that I feel like it's an energy shift that needs to happen. Yes. And that's why I felt like coming here might trigger that energetic shift, you know, yes. by being with you. Yes. Yes. I remember on, on the on the jack path there would be awareness of when I was kind of, it felt like I was kind of sliding into a valley of like, okay, the thoughts are being believed again. I'm, 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 I'm rising up. I'm, Jack character is, she's building, it's like, whoop, she's coming, you know? And I was sliding, sliding down into it. And I know it was like, okay, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to lose, lose sight of, of capital or reality until I get out of this again. Uh-huh. Does that, does it happen like that? Yeah, okay. definitely. Yeah. All right. Okay. What broke that pattern was that, was that, okay, I'm sliding into this. I'm gone beyond the point of being able to yank myself out. I'm heading into it, and I've got to do this piece of drama, whatever it is, and I come out in pain, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but all through this, I'm going to remember that this looks real, I totally believe it's real. It looks real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know that the... Okay, okay, okay. I'll rewind a little bit. Okay, when, when capital R reality is playing, it's easy to see drama for drama. All right? And I did a flip of that. So when I was slipping into the other thing, and it was just taking over, because it felt energetic also. Mm-hmm. I was slipping into that jacked story, jacked drama. It was like, okay this is going to feel even more real and I'm going to dismiss capital R reality as being conceptual and garbage. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to hold on to the trust that I have for those who walked before me. And it was my two teachers, Master Jose and Ramana Maharshi. I'm going to hold on to these two chaps because I, I don't now, when, now that I'm starting to believe the Jack story, I don't now believe... Jack's capital R version of reality, but I'm going to have to hang on to theirs because my own was too easily negated because the Jack story was screamed louder than capital R reality. Yeah. All right, as I was slipping in. So what I did is I energetically held on to something that was of a higher vibration than what I had reached in my moment of realizations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That made all the difference. Mm. So I was sliding in and I was like, I'm grasping at straws here. I'm grasping at my imagination at a memory. And I don't care. I'm going to grasp anyway. Because my mind was saying, that's BS. That's BS. You're just, they're just, you know, other conceptual things. You just want to believe that what they said is true. And you've just imagined all that. And it's just a concept, believing it into existence, that there is, you know, that there is that which is beyond. Mind, yakety, 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 to pull it all down. Okay. But it's like, no, I'm going to trust those guys. I'm not going to trust my own realizations. I'm going to trust those guys, that they know something, that they've gone someplace where I haven't gone. So it was like, pull me out, Ramana, pull me out, Ramana, pull me out, pull me out, pull me out. Even though I was in my drama, in my story, pull me out, pull me out. It worked. It worked. Some part of me was, was, was diving into it, but there wasn't a 100% investment. My body was in it. It was playing as real, but there was like a half a percent of my attention saying, catch me, catch me, catch me, yank me out of this, yank me out of this. 
you see? Mm-hmm. Some part of my energy, and it broke its potency. It broke it. But I felt like, I'm clutching at straws here, but I hope to God I'm right. I hope to God I'm right. You know, that the other one, it needs to flip over so that I know that capital R reality is actually the real reality and that this isn't. Right now, I don't see it, but I'm going to have to trust that they're not. So whatever energy I'm tuning into while I'm into this, okay, guys, come on, come on, come on, come on. Hold me, yank me out of it. And it shifted. And and it was really tough to catch myself because I was like, I'd go into the scenario and I'd be out of it and I'd think, man, I've got to try that. I've got to do that. To hang on to the energetic knowing that is more solid, more embodied than I have achieved so far. But I can't seem to remember because I get caught in it so far. And one day, oh my God, I'm slipping, I'm slipping. This is where I'm going to catch the guys. This is where I'm going to catch a vibration. And I'm going to stay holy. I don't care what my mind says to, to make me lose my grip. I don't care what it says, but I'm hanging on to that frequency. Never again did a drama present as more real than realizations than the reality feel. That's what will break it out of your body. That's some percentage of, of the energy form that is body, mind here in front of me. Some percentage of that is retained, is hanging on to a vibration that's higher than yours. And so doesn't allow, you're not completely 100% invested. Then there's a leakage then the drama is leaking. It's no longer locked tight. Does that make sense? Yeah, because it's an energy. Yes, it's an energy. And um, you're not grounded in something enough. So when the drama comes, mm-hmm. you've lost. You slip, 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 and you're all the way down in there again. You're not hanging on to something that's outside of it, energetically. Mm-hmm. Energetically. And I guess I, I thought sitting with this meditation teacher I've been sitting with because she's given up her life to, you know, help other people. And I just thought that... A lot of people have done that to rear their kids to help other people. Isn't that... I mean, look, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You haven't been setting your standard high enough. Yeah. And I think the story really kicked in again full force, which led me here when... um, I realized that she, I couldn't hold on to her vibration because she didn't see reality in the way that I had yeah. felt yeah. that it was true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, be careful who you select. And it's up to you. Might be Jack, might not be Jack, might be. It's up to you. It doesn't, nothing to me. You have to. Whom do I trust can hold me when I slip into this? Whom do I trust, totally trust, that they've seen something and have embodied something that I know is real, but that I completely forget? Mm-hmm. And eventually, will that lead to a stabilization of my own seeing? We're to the point where I won't need to yeah. grasp it anymore? Yeah, yeah. What we have to do first is that when when drama pulls you in, there's got to be a part of you that it doesn't catch hold of. Mm-hmm. So it's like letting air out of a balloon. You know, it can't submerge you completely. It's like you're... It's losing its grip on you. You're, because some part of you is leaking back up. You see? So it's only got part of you. It can't pull you right under. Mm-hmm. You see? In loosening... In... in, in, in 
you know, at a certain point, it's about opening the door into that which is beyond. But for you, it's about unhooking the depth of duality when it plays. Mm -hmm. You know, because when it pulls you in, it really pulls you in. So it's got to pull you in less and less and less. So that becomes a little bit of a dance. So that you really know at all times which one is reality. Which one is reality? That's got to get crystal clear. Yeah. And this will work. Yeah, I mean, just looking at you and being up here with you, I feel like I'm dreaming. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, mind will do whatever it wants. Perception, yeah. I, I'm not... You know, I mean, everything is possible. It's just, when looking at you, it's easier to to see that this is a dream. Yes. Because you realize it. Yes. And you're not feeding back a story to me that I'm hooking into because you're telling me a story and I'm hooking it, my story is hooking into your yes. story. Yes. So, but I'm, when I'm looking at you, it's like the part of me that understands the truth. Yes, okay. It can be reflected. Is reflected. Trust your own knowing. Trust yeah. it, trust it, trust it, trust it. You've got to know when the drama is playing. Yeah. You've got to be able to smell that it's not as real mm -hmm. as reality, as capital yeah. R reality. That shift has to happen for you. It's the next one. I think um, sitting with the, the, in the complete going beyond, 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 sitting more in that too as well yes. on my own. Yes. We'll do it. Yes. Yes, it helps lots. Because I did take a, a bit of a break from meditation because I got into that, well, who's meditating? I'm already aware. I'm already this. Mm -hmm. Why am I meditating? Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think it's it's not done. I need to mm -hmm. still be sitting there yeah. in that. Yeah. Yeah. To just let myself completely get submerged, yes. I think. Dissolve the, completely. Yeah. And, and, and you know every now and then like an understanding pops up. When that emptiness is there, there's space for an understanding to come. And another few understandings will help a lot. Yeah, and the, the love revealed itself to me too. I got to a point in my meditation where it emptied out so much that I saw that love is making all this move. Yes. Completely saturated, yes. like every cell in my body is love. Everything every is love, molecule yeah. in the room is yeah. love. It's the one thing that's in common with everything is love, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everything. Yeah. It's, the, it's the unifying force. It's, yeah. yeah. And I feel like, too, the more that I can let go of identification, um, the more that love reveals itself, the more I can just easily see that in myself and everyone else. And, and that really helps, too. Yeah. Sure. I know it's a stage. It's a stage, yeah. <laughs> I know. I yeah. Know. But yeah. just like grabbing Jack is a stage. Sure. Um, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> sure, you're so very much. welcome. You're very welcome. Connie. Someone asked about the I am and the natural state, mm. ping-ponging back and forth, if I can try to 
team to get out of that or just focus on the IM? Okay, so the natural state is, 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 it's like it's not a state of mind. It's just that something natural, natural happens. The body aligns itself and it gets relaxed. Um, can you, you see, you see, if mind tries to go to the natural state, then it's turned it into a state of mind. So, so what happens for you? I just wanted to throw that out there for people. What's the confusion? Well, I don't know if it's a confusion. It's more like, I know, uh, you know, projection, a disappointment that, okay, I'm going to aim for the I am, but that's not really going to work because I'm going to keep ping-ponging back into suffering. Until you won't. Right, well, it sounded to me like you were saying, well, pre maybe presence was this ping-pong state, but a point beyond presence. Okay, so I am has that, you know, I am presence, isness, being, it's all there, no? It's all there. Pure existence, pure, pure consciousness. We can put a step behind it if you want for absolute and pure consciousness, pure awareness, you know? But... The I am is pretty known to you, isn't it? That being is yeah, necessary. But I still bounce. Okay. Back into suffering and identification. Okay. okay. So from that I am, from the presence, can you can you drop that presence and that sensation, that feeling of presence? I am beingness. Now, just what is being okay with whatever. Can you drop all that and go and see what happens? What happens then? Well, now this is the feeling of nothingness. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> is Connie there? No. Yes! <laughs> Got a high five, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Last time I asked you that, maybe it's about a year ago or something. Is Connie there? Yeah, Connie's still there. So, okay. All right. Okay, yes. Of course. So, but in your meditation, I'm going to cry. It's okay. You know, going prior to the agent in France... And you say, you know, if, I don't know, if, you know, if something's still hearing this, uh -huh. something isn't, like something's come back. And I was like, yeah, I'm always coming back. Okay. Do you have any idea what I'm referring to? Okay, I, 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 I don't remember yeah. that, but. So it's like I'm always. Judging myself is not doing it yeah. well enough. Yeah, you, yeah, you judge. just, yeah, like, you. That's what makes Connie come back. I'm not yeah, getting it. Yeah, some version of I'm yeah. not getting it. Yeah. but that's just the Connie story. So when you hear that, oh yeah, I'm not getting it. Yeah, that's just an attempt for just, the ego to create the Connie it? again. Oh yeah, of course, of course, because the I isn't going to get it. So the I has to come back with, I got it, and it's being obnoxious. Or, you know, it's an ego enlightenment. Or I didn't get it. There's two options. <laughs> so.
So it's either I got it, you know, and it's arrogance, or I'm not getting it, and oh, I want to get it. Either, either way, that's just the ego story. It's like, whoops, not buying that, not buying that. Just don't buy it. Just hear it and don't buy it. You see, the ego can do its thing, but believing it, do you believe it or do you not? So when you see it and hear it, say, I'm not believing it. It's, not, it's fine. That's just mind ravaging on, doing the old Connie story. I'm not believing it. But if there's access to that nothingness, if there's an absence, if there's an absence, then it's time to go beyond I am. It's time to go beyond I am. Let it empty out completely. Empty out. And if your perception can, you know, remain there, you can't make it remain there, you see? It's only just that the movie starts up again and it's either being believed or it's not. Because, it's of course, the movie starts up again because as long as there's a body there, there's going to be a movie there. But is it believed or not? That's what we're after now at this stage of the game. Once, that, once nothingness is accessed that easily, no? So, so if it's not being believed, there's more access to go back to the nothingness. When it is being believed, the nothingness just feels a bit of a stretch. It's like, it's like I'm in the drama now, I'm in the story now. You know, and it's like, it's thick again. So it might feel that you're kind of slipping in and out, but if it's not believed, it's fine. It's not, just, it's not, not such a sudden ping pong. It's just like the movie is playing but it's just trying to focus itself in a new way. So the movie plays, but you know it's just movie. You just know it's movie all the time. And for myself, when that started happening, it was at the side. It was like, it's like the world isn't in front of me anymore. It's like it's down on the side, you know? It's like a little TV screen down here. It's not the center of my vision anymore. It's not straight in front of me. That was like that for a few years, you know? And now, and now the positioning doesn't make any sense now, you know? Access that nothingness as much as you can. And see if you can physically move, like you're going for a walk, and access the nothingness, and see how the functioning happens, and, and attention is in the nothingness. Play with that. Play with that. What I might have been saying in France was about trying to detect the level of engagement. Do you know? Because like, if there's an, I got it, or I didn't get it. Okay, okay, now, now, now you're there. But there can be the sense of an eye there. It's like, okay, there's in the nothing, there's a sense of a body walking along the street here, sure. Um, but, but at the same time, there's nothingness. That's fine. That's fine. There won't be believing in the movie and nothingness at the same time. Those two won't appear. Because believing in the movie takes all our attention. But if there's access to the nothingness, it's presenting as a movie. And that's totally fine. It's functioning. It needs to happen. And the body arranges itself into the natural state. Okay, so one other question. It's about this maybe relationship because I actually broke up with him and I don't know what's going on right now. But I feel like that that's a dangerous... That I just get pulled into identification. Okay. Okay. So, it's best to avoid that and stabilize this. I'll just see what happens. And... Huh. What's your gut say? My gut? Avoid it. Does it? Yeah. 
Okay, let's go with that. Let's go with that. There's a time for testing the waters, you know, and going into a relationship that you know will press your buttons and test it. But if your feeling is, I need to stabilize this, honor that. Honor that. Another, another, something will come that will press your buttons and test it. But yeah, there's a time for stabilizing. Hmm? So wait till later. Yeah. <laughs> Give your time to yourself, you know? Yeah. And get this stabilized and see see how your perception can you know, can, can settle in nothingness and see if functioning see if you can do your grocery shopping and there's an awareness in nothing. See how functioning happens. Can the working mind be in place when open perception is actually there's nothing, absolutely nothing. It's empty. Awareness itself has emptied out. And see how you function. That would be a good thing to see. Can you do that? And that when Connie returns, is it a sense of Connie? Just a sense of her is fine. Do you need to come up? It's brief. Sure. Is there anybody else who'd like to come up? You can have a question? Two? Three? Okay. It's fine. We've got a half an hour. We can do it. Okay. So, when you... What is her name? Amy. Amy. Okay. When you told her that you look at those who have gone ahead of you and are at a different frequency, you know, uh, do you feel like that is your belief that bring you out or there is intervention on their part to lift you up? Intervention. Intervention. Um, I'm going to mention a word that I might not need to mention, but is this a matter of faith? Yes, okay. you, you could say that faith is okay. a good tool here. Okay. Yes. Um, faith or trust or... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to be calling, Jack! <laughs> Pull me out! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was Don't be too underwater by the time you call. <laughs> Big question. Uh-huh. Okay. So since recently I have become more aware of when somebody is saying, if you would do this, if you would do that, and I can see it that it's really not me and somebody may be angry but is like... They want you to behave differently? Right. Okay. And my mom was like that. <laughs> like, if you would love me, you would do this. Ah. And now it seems to be repeating, so it seems like I, there's a lesson for me that I need to learn. So um, I have been managing it not very well because sometimes I say it's not for me to do and I dismiss it, but it becomes the person becomes even more angry and then I become afraid and I don't want to do it. So I guess this is more of how practically can I manage that? Or is it really for me to do that? Because I, I really feel that that demand is 
like, you know, if you would do this, I'll feel better. And I'm like, you're not answering the way I want you to answer. And I'm like, okay, I'm trying my best here. <laughs> uh, at least it feels that way. So, I mean, am I making any sense? You are. Um, uh, so another word for that is kind of manipulation, really. Somebody's kind of talking you into behaving in a way that they want you to behave. Is that right? They're kind of manipulating yeah. something. How come that's repeating itself to you? What, what, how come that's repeating? Do you manipulate others? Do you play that game on others? Or? I want to believe I don't. You don't think you do? Okay. So what in it, what, what, what in your energy is making it open to be, I can be manipulated and I'm going to buy that? For example, somebody else could say, well, you know, I, I, I really would like you to do that. Yeah, okay. I hear you, but it's not going to happen. I mean, it could just be dismissed that easily, you know? It's like, I hear you. I know you need that, but sorry. And then it doesn't have any charge, but it has a charge for you. Yeah. It's as... Okay, I'm going to just throw out something and see if it's something to do with this. Is it like someone can take their love from you, their love that they have for you, that they could really take it away, or that you have to earn their love? Or it's Yeah, I'm sure he has. Yeah, like, I'm afraid of abandonment, and, you know, I, yeah. I want them to be happy. I want to believe I'm a good person, and that. Okay, <laughs> okay. Then for you to discover what unconditional love is for you would be a good step. Because this is conditional love. You know, it's, it's loving so that everybody else is happy. And, and really we're trying to massage areas so that everybody's happy. Yeah. It's like, hmm, that's, yes. that's very conditional, you know. And there's no space for freedom there at all. And the way out of that is to find out, for you to find out what is unconditional love. What is it for you to unconditionally love you? And what is it for you to unconditionally love your family? Try the kids before your partner. Kids are always easier. Yeah. You know? But for you to unconditionally love you is the starting point. Because if you unconditionally love you, then, then if he withdraws his love and plays with love, that's his game. It's got nothing to do with you. You don't need him to love you at all. You don't. Lovely if it comes, but if it doesn't, so what? Like that, he's free to give it and withhold it. You don't need it, right? So we need to get you strong, so that you're not open to kind of manipulation. You're not open to those games. I hear you. So it's about you exploring what is unconditional love. In the same way we spoke earlier about that woman saying, "What is fear? Find out everything it is, so that it's." transcended and it's no biggie and fear is just known to be just another emotion it's got no power yes that spoke to me too so yes. okay <laughs> unconditional love so that somebody threatening to withdraw love makes no difference at all or they imagine that this would prove your love to them and it's like listen i'm not in the game of proving my love to you like if you don't believe i love you i mean that's not my issue that's yours <laughs> you know for you to be that confident in your loving that confident. So it's about what is unconditional love for you? What is it? And that's not I love somebody because A, B, C, D. It's, it's, there's no because with unconditional love. There's no because. 
So if you can go into that kind of loving for yourself and then spread it to the kids and then spread it to your partner, then no threat, a love that can be given and taken because of behaviour, that's a completely different frequency of love. <laughs> yeah. That's not worth anything, really. I can see it. Ha-ha. Yeah. Ha-ha. Good. Yeah. So unconditional. It is definitely an area for, of growth. Yes. Yes. Go yeah. to unconditional love. Operate from unconditional love. For yourself first. Otherwise, you've lost it. Okay. You've lost what we're talking about, you know? Unconditional love for yourself. And then it's a bonus if somebody loves you. And you can separate, you know, you can separate the manipulation from it. It's like, no, I, I, I can't do that right now. Yeah. And their manipulation goes doo -doo 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 over your head. It has no power. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, where, where was the other hand? Mine. Was it Joanne? Yeah. Um, I'm sort of getting the answer just with the after the question came, but um, it's like I feel like my life. There's a lot of openness in my life. There's a lot of room, but lots of times it seems like I will not be coming from my my deepest understanding because I'm sort of acquiescing to someone else, like I'm feeling where they're coming from. And so I go to their level. Yeah. And, yeah. and like when I'm at the ashram in India, I can just hold my stillness. And I know what it looks like to just hold very clearly who I am and move through, watch life happening, watch myself moving. But in my home life, um, somehow I, I, it's not like I contract, but I just don't live from that level. And I feel like it's because I'm giving power to the other person, to my partner, mm -hmm. to play his game, you know, to play it the way he's playing it. Mm -hmm. And yes, yes, you're conceding to their game. Yes. Yeah. Why? Um, I really think it gets back to um, that thing with my sister mm. that I didn't feel my power. Mm. So it's easier for me. My power seems to be to just let everyone else yes play their parts. And yes, I just they watch. decide the game and yeah. And you respond. Yeah. I can really pick up on what people want and I let them play it out. So what if we have somebody or a group of people who are going into the part of their incarnation that creates karma? All right. So very often there are people doing things that, that really they need to be let go to create their karma and sink down to where they're, where they're doing it until they hit rock bottom and start, start to repay in that part of the game. Mm -hmm. You right now have no way of vetting because the game is dictated by the other person and you respond to their game. You could easily 
be dancing in a way that's very expensive for you? I don't think I would do that. How would you know? Um, I think I would hear from within that that was not where I was supposed to, what I was supposed to do. I think I'm in touch with something wiser. Okay. But I would... And would you step back? Yeah, I think okay. I would. Yeah. All right. Okay, good. I've tried that a few times. Yeah. So I, I got it. Okay, good. All right. So then, when it's a milder scenario, and it's just somebody doing their dance, but you lose your power, what do you gain out of doing that? <coughs> I want to say peace. You know, like I'm... Like, for instance, I never care if I'm right or wrong. Okay. Because it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, like, for instance, my partner, who I'm, I'm very grateful to have this man in my life, but he'll say, let's go listen to some music. And it could be so loud, just yeah. like, you know, yeah. overwhelming. Yeah. But I'll just be there with him because that's his interest. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's an example okay. that I would be happy to stay home. Yes. But I think that I just... So I understand that I can hold the stillness in the midst of the loud music yes. or watching someone eat a hot dog or whatever, you know. <laughs> okay. I don't feel like I have to, you know wear my meditation clothes and yes. you know sit in the corner or anything. Yes. I, I know how to be in life. But I just see my tendency is to go to the lowest level in a way. Right. You know, and just meet people where they are. Yes. Instead of holding where I am. Okay. All right. You're not going to the lowest level. So you have some indicator that stops you from going to the lowest. Yes. You've that established. That's that's fantastic. So it's smaller than that. You yeah, know? it's smaller than that. So, yet you're saying you can hold your center when you're exposed to stuff that you've no interest in. You're doing it just for somebody else. You can hold your center, or do you lose it sometimes? Oh, I know I have a choice. I mean, I'm aware that I have a choice, but I think that uh, I give it away. I, I give away my power to other people. Um... I'm just used to doing that. Okay. Okay. So it could be as simple as just checking in to see, you know, when you said, let's go listen to some music, instead of, yeah, sure. Just like, give me a minute. And you just check in. Okay. Is there a pull to do this or not? It like, could be as simple as that, just giving yourself a bit of space, because if the normal response is, is, is to meet them at their level, as you're saying, all you're not doing is checking in. Just to see. Right. Well, I'll give you an example. Yes. Bless his heart. David and I, we watch movies every night. Okay. Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the infinite supply. Oh, I'll tell you, I could just... I am so tired of movies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really... I have had every experience. Okay. That's an example, and yet I just go along with it. Okay. You need to talk to him, huh? Yeah. You need I, to talk to him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
because the lifestyle that you share together seems to be directed by him. And it suited you not to have much of a say in it, you know, and it's, it was fine, but it's not anymore. Yeah. Why do I feel like I don't have a say? Yeah. Just never give you a chance to, yourself a chance to check in, mm -hmm. you know, to, because it's easier to say yes, no? It's easier to just go along. And most of the time it's just fine. Sure, most of the time it would be just fine. But he needs to know about this, because otherwise he won't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I'm, and, and I'm, not, mm -hmm. I'm not in the habit of really expressing my true needs and feelings. Welcome, new phase. Because that requires a bit of power. And, and you standing in your power. And you, you know, the ego owning and claiming, claiming these pieces that it needs to do before it can fall off. You see where we're going with it, you know? Yes. So it's yes. like, come on, let's go, let's go directly into it. So that the ego can, can state what it needs to state. Hold its own. So that it, it's not needy anymore. So it's not out of balance anymore. Mm-hmm. That conversation with your husband might be actually the turning point. You mightn't actually, after you have permission to kind of allow yourself to say yes or no to what you guys do in your lifestyle, you might actually never want to do anything else except what he suggests. You, you, you know, mm -hmm. he might say, oh, let's do something else tonight instead of watching a movie. What would you like to do? It might be just as simple as that, you know, let's go for a walk instead, you know. Right. It, there's more to be gotten from having a conversation with him about stating what works for you and what doesn't work for you. I think that's the one mm. that, might, that might be about you claiming your power and being heard. Mm. You allowing yourself to be heard. You're allowing your own needs to be heard. Mm -hmm. That might be the potent one. Yeah. How does that sit? I can do it. I can do it. I know he loves me and... Yeah. 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 Your voice needs to be heard a bit, huh? Yeah. Yeah, somehow it all goes back to that early it thing. It does. Yeah, you were right. The first day, you know, the first time you spoke is like, it's the one thing. <laughs> it just always comes back. You know, you're right. It's all, it's all rooted there. Yeah. But it's freeing up now. So mm -hmm. whatever it, ta it takes for you to redress the balance. Mm -hmm. and pull away its power, you know. Good opportunity. Thank you. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. People are tired looking. We're nearly there. It's a bit of a marathon, I know, these intensives, but they're great fun. <laughs> Hi. Um, I'm wondering if you'll slowly step me through to go beyond presence. Um, it's kind of like there's a intellectual point in that there's presence then there's presence 
concept. And... And drop both the feeling of presence and the concept of presence. We're still sitting here. The body's are, yeah. What happens perception? When you give it that pointer, what happens your perception? sort of local here and it's sort of those kids over there and you it's like familiar to be local here it's familiar there's a familiarity and then it's sort of this other not quite local anything okay all right Not quite local. Does it have a sort of a location? It's just all of this. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's no different than the perception before. Dropping the concept of presence. It's just there's not much of a you know, much, much of anything, or any, it's not much of a personal issue, I guess, I'm not, there's not much of a personal issue, but it's yes. no different. There's not much of a personal issue, okay, Do, the personal disappears, <clears throat> or there's not much of the a sort of what brought me up to this chair, uh -huh. it just isn't that important, there's not much of a, yes, big deal. Yes. Um, okay. So the personal eye weakens in some way. It weakens. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yes, it weakens. It's weakening. It's like weakening. Um, weakening personal eye is maybe a way to describe, okay, this moment and this moment and this moment of weakening personal eye you're pointing to something that doesn't quite sound like weakening personal eye. Okay. Okay. But as long as the the mind or the intellect is going to is is going to be auditing what's going on. Because really there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can use words emptiness or I I don't know what's there or I can't find words for it. But, but at the moment, your intellect is, is, is trying to describe that from the reference point mm -hmm. of what's in front. Because even in pointing back there, what's seen is like the room and us and the kids outside. And so the reference point is still coming from your front perception. So something is still 
it's still in view, and that's fine that it's still in view, of course, because otherwise, you know, this would completely disappear. And that happens too, but it's, it's kind of useful if this stays somewhere in the picture for functioning to happen. Huh? But because the reference points are coming from here, it's like something still wants to be able to talk from the phenomenal world. It's like, it's talking about how the phenomenal world looks from there. What would happen if talking from there happened? external world reorganizes itself. It's not that prior is there in relation to the external world getting weaker. It's that capital R reality is the place with no words. Mm -hmm. That's what's real. That's what's real. And, and this shows itself to be what it is. This external world shows itself to be what it is. A few minutes ago, that which is beyond was described relative to mm. what's happening here. D do you see? Mm -hmm. So something was keeping this in view. So I'm kind of saying, dive, dive prior to any concept and any vibration and any sensation un until there's like nothing, nothing at all to be said. And rather than looking to see how this arranges itself, stay there. And this will take care of itself. It reorganizes itself. This, I was in conversations last night from a personality. Yeah. I mean, just person. And it's just, it's so strange. The same personality is running through all the conversations, you know? Yes. And <laughs> this is, this, uh, there's nothing in reality but it, in the conversations and everything it just 
that's what occurs is being real at that personality point. But is it is it real when the personality is running? No, it's not real. But okay. It, it is. <laughs> it's just yeah, I'm living in the world. I guess I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's no other. It's just movie material, no? Yeah. <laughs> That's all right that it's movie material. Mm-hmm. If the person alive tries to get a handle on it, I mean, he's going to run amok with it. It might way. just be that it doesn't occur as all right that it's just movie material. Okay. Okay. Does the person alive want it to be more? No, I don't even. I'm just saying, I just realized as you yeah, said yeah. that, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. Like, it's just. It's just that it's not, it doesn't seem like it's all right because that's not real. But it is, it's, it's, it's actually fine. It's, there's not any problem yes. with that at all. Yeah. And I don't know why I had any doubt about that. I'm not sure. <laughs> but it's beautiful. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. Just kind of reor- reorganizes itself a little bit, you know? Hmm. Yeah, like, uh, huh, that's, I guess that's all that has happened, or is happening. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. Um. And you'll know there's more work to be done if, if the movie feeling goes and it seems to be real. You know, it's it's real. It's like, oh my god, no, this is real. How you know? It it it's movie. But if it presents as real, okay, something has stuck again to it. Believability of existence, the believability yes. of 
Yes. That was it. Oh, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Yes. That was it. That was like, oh, my God. It's believability. People just glide over that and Uh they want to go to the story and it's like, gosh, really, it's just about the believability. It's the believability part of the experience. Correct. Not not the thoughts or feelings. Like, oh, yeah, Yeah. it's really compelling that there's this. Yes. Yes. Mm. Don't go any deeper than believability. Mm -hmm. I don't think you need to. All right. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me back up. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. Are we good? Yes. All right, folks. Sorry, you look so tired. (laughs) Oops.